0: Welcome to Relatable, this is your host, Teresa Freeman. In this next episode, I speak with Susanna Anderson, a pitcher for the Boston College softball team. As a rising senior, Susanna has so many stories to share about her experiences playing collegiate sports. We discuss how she balances all of her commitments. We chat about her high school experience and what sacrifices she had to make, her experience with club athletics. We talk about her mentors and how they've helped her and she even dishes on the famous athletes she's met. Uh, We talk about what's next for Susanna beyond college and it may surprise you. I'm so impressed with Susanna, her candor, wit and competitive spirit had me captivated throughout our time together. Enjoy this episode. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what it's like to be uh, you right now. I mean, you're, you're in your third year. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm a second semester junior at Boston College. And a good example is today, like I have a game at three o'clock and I have a presentation at 12 and I woke up at eight to go get my COVID test. And I did my hair for the game because I knew I wouldn't have time um, in between my presentation and warm-ups. So managing each day is different on what I have, but it's usually pretty like step-by-step, busy, full. Pretty,
0: sc- pretty Pretty scheduled. And you're at Boston College and you're there playing softball. And are you there on a full scholarship? Yes. And so tell me a little bit about in terms of that progression of of starting there as a as a freshman and then now you know, you're a junior, tell me a little bit about what that progression's been like as an athlete and playing time and just for someone that might be you know looking at paying playing college sports, like w- maybe talk about your expectation going in to what you thought that would be like and and how that's changed, or is it what um, you thought it would be?
1: Yeah, so going in, I really had no idea, like if i would start or how much i would play and i was very fortunate to earn a starting position from my freshman year wow and i've maintained that um up until this year still starting as an ace which is really fun and i'm thankful that like i've had coaches that have believed in me to have the opportunity to play so much
0: tell me a little bit what the training is like for you and I, I am so curious about your high school experience. And so I want to get to that too, but let's stay in college for a minute just in terms of how much are you training a day? You know, I, I tell me a little bit about what, I guess in season versus out of season, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So out of season is definitely a lot. There's like a lot more training than I do. Like I over summer, like over winter breaks, like when I'm not at school, I run every day, whether it's sprint, mile, like distance, stairs, anything agility like that, I lift every day, usually with my brother, or like some of my brother's friends, my sister, or my dad, and I pitch every day pretty much. So it's like, usually in the morning, I like to get up and do my conditioning and then I'll lift weights and then I'll pitch. And I do that pretty much every day when I'm not in season. And then in season here at school, we have lift twice a week and we don't have any conditioning. I like to go do cardio on Mondays, though, because it's our off day and keeps me moving, keeps my legs fresh, all that stuff. But it's a lot more scaled back in season because I'm throwing so many more pitches and so many more, well, not necessarily more pitches, but just more game settings, like longer innings, longer timepieces and timeframes of pitching.
0: And have you always been a pitcher? Like, were you a pitcher in high school also?
1: Yeah, I was a pitcher in high school, played everywhere when I was younger, though, like first base and in the infield anywhere, pitcher, catcher. I didn't care when I was younger and then just stuck with pitching pretty much.
0: How competitive has it been in college for you and how hard has it been to keep that number, like that starting spot?
1: Oh, well, every uh, week, every day is basically like a new starting point, like you prove yourself every time you go out there. So, like, you could have five bad games in a row and lose your spot, or you could prove yourself each time and stay out there. And it's, it's really a mix, too, about who you're playing. So it, it is definitely competitive, though.
0: And as the pitcher, you'll have to help me out because I'm not as familiar with softball and the different roles on the team i have lots of boys but they're more like soccer basketball kids <laughs> so forgive me i haven't spent a lot of time even in the like you know baseball space so it's it's interesting because you obviously you're a team of people but is each role really specific to that like pitcher first base second right like it's like the pitcher's role certainly to to strike out or to like that that role is so pivotal right in terms of how the team performs like certainly it's a team sport but i think that pitcher spot it's almost like a quarterback spot or is it like right maybe you could give me an analogy of what it would be like to some other teams right
1: right it's definitely like the um sets the tone on the yeah. team you have a good pitcher if you have your pitchers like really handling batter as well it's going to be easier on your defense and your defense is going to be able to make a lot more plays because they're going to get easier balls hit at them. They're not going to be running around with a hundred hits, taking them everywhere. So pitchers definitely makes a really big impact on the game.
0: And how do you handle all that pressure? That to me seems like a ton of pressure to be responsible for that, to set the tone and to have that kind of all, all that pressure kind of on your shoulders
1: kind of just the job like that's just what you have to do it is like pressure but at the same time it's just the position like within itself a third basin might have pressure when they feel it like when they're fielding a ground ball like that's their form of pressure whatever catcher has pressure stopping balls from getting behind them mine is just making the best pitch
0: each time do you feel like that leads me to this next question just around like mental toughness right or the ability to you just talked about it kind of that's your job is there a way that you can compartmentalize so that you're not necessarily and, and I so I suspect like this is something you've done so many times at this point now right like you you're there's a little bit of that power of repetition I'm guessing where you're not thinking of all all the things you know it's, it's maybe a more narrow experience where you're up there and you kind of just know what you need to do but but I'm sure there's a mental toughness that that comes with this kind of role. And tell tell us about how you have cultivated that and developed that. I think that could be really helpful to people of all ages, frankly, yeah. uh, that, are, that listen to this.
1: Well, pitching is super exhausting mentally, like not only physically, because like you're in every play, but mentally like your brain is running the entire time you're on defense. And I think the more that you can strengthen the way you play the game in your head, the easier it's going to be to perform physically. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I have just such a solid pitch to pitch game plan in my head, then the physical piece comes a little easier. It's definitely hard, and it takes a lot of practice. Like it take it took like it takes a lot of games to get to the point where you're like very confident, very comfortable up there. And it's not easy. It takes a lot of maturing. Also, I m- matured a lot since high school with. Old, a lot of things, yeah. The sport.
0: Yeah. Is there someone there on staff that helps you with the psychology of it? Like, I know there's coaches, and and I, I was, you know, there's a huge coaching team. I'm guessing in in a program like BC. So I'm curious if they have people that are focused specifically on that or on helping you cultivate that.
1: So, like within athletics here, they do have like sports psychologists and stuff that you can see or talk to about anything if you want. But mm-hmm. my head coach, who's also the pitching coach. She was a life coach. She's coached at St. John's for a really long time, took a year off. She's the life coach. So she's really good with that stuff too. She definitely helps with the mental aspect.
0: When you talked about maturing since high school, that's a great segue. Tell me how, how you, like, what does that mean? How, how have you matured? Give me an example of that.
1: Oh gosh, I just, I would run my mouth. I wouldn't shut up. I would get yelled at. My, My dad is my coach. So, like, umpires would go, pitcher is, like, cursing out there, pitcher is, like, talking to me, like, shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, you're really, like, telling me to my dad. I just got so fired up for, like, the wrong, not the wrong reasons, but I just put my aggression and, like, my fire into the wrong things instead of, like, just into my game. And I think as I've gotten older, I've learned to use the... Not like I'm a psycho, but I'm kind of like a psycho out there. (laughs) Like, I I have like, I love it. Yeah. Drive and like just, I want to beat everybody, all that stuff. Super competitive. And I've learned to use my mouth less and be less animated on the field and just put it into my focus of each pitch and each play. Channel it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's interesting how the thing that makes you so good, right? The thing that makes you stand out and i would say you know to be recruited to a school like bc and you know that competitiveness and that skill and and to be able to play at that level sometimes the very thing that strengthens you can be the thing that can be something you have to work on (laughs) it's the strange right it's a strange thing you think wow this is what makes me who i am but at the same time it can especially i think in the world of sport where you have to contain that, you know, you you have to be able to manage all of that adrenaline and those emotions. I can, I could see that being really challenging.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly how I look at it. I was a junior going into my senior year and I had committed to BC when I was a junior, like in December or something, February. And I was at nationals, it was over the summer going into my senior year. And I actually ended up getting thrown out of the game in nationals, I was pitching and I said something to the umpire and they threw me out of the game and this is like the like core final, like we like we played like ninth that year. And I remember my um, travel ball coach called my college coach and was like, cause this is before I signed my NLI, which means like no take, like no take backs, like you're going, and he called um my travel ball or my travel ball coach called my college coach and was like, Hey, like. Yeah, she did get thrown out, but, like, that that's what makes her who she is. Like, she'll, like, get it under control. She's not – it's not going to be a problem. It's not an ongoing thing. But, like, he basically did have to, like – not have to, but he, he tried to clarify that that's just something that's a part of the type of player I was, I guess. And as I matured, like, that's gotten – that's changed
0: for sure. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about high school and your experience – particularly as a competitive athlete with, I suspect, dreams to play in college, and how did that shape your high school experience? that That's sort of my first question in that space.
1: Well, my high school softball team was not filled with many kids that wanted to play at a higher level or had ever even played at a higher level. Like my little sister, once she got there my senior year, She was the only other kid that played travel ball. I had a couple friends that kind of played, but my high school team was definitely a different experience than anything here at college. But I always knew I wanted to play in college, whether it was basketball or softball, but I always knew I wanted to. It was kind of like just like power through, like high school season, like it's going to be tough. You're with kids that are just learning and that's okay too, but... That's like where travel ball was like the saving grace because I got to go out there and like really compete with like other kids that wanted to play at the level I wanted to play at.
0: Do you feel like being an athlete, there are certain sports, mostly everything I think but football, right? Where the travel club is where you are more competitive and maybe where you get looks to play. And, you know, it's not so much where you're, there's people coming to your high school, right? Team and and watching that. Uh, But just knowing and playing competitively. I'm curious how did that impact you socially? Like did you if you're playing travel ball all the time and that's your goal, are you having to make a lot of sacrifices? Were you able to to balance all of that? How did that work for you?
1: Yeah, there's there's kind of a balance, but travel ball definitely took priority over anything. Like I missed I was never home for Halloween in high school and I missed football games and all that because we would leave on Thursday, play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, fly back. Like, I definitely missed a chunk of things, but I was also home for basketball season and home for high school softball season. So it does kind of balance. A lot of times, I'm never home for summer. That was one thing. I was never around over summer break, but it was like a sacrifice that was, like, I was more than willing to make because that's all I wanted to do was to play collegiate sports, so.
0: And then do you yeah. also become a family, right? So so part of that social ex- you know, where you're getting to be with kids your own age and, and kind of have the fun that kids do. You're experiencing that with your travel team and you're getting some of that there too, right? If, if you're on the road exactly. with them. And, yeah, exactly. and so you mentioned basketball. So did you play pretty competitively in high school? And was that something you thought of pursuing as well? Or has it always been softball? Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates, your one-stop shop for soft skills development, speaking, coaching, and workshops. If you'd like to hire Teresa, visit www.teresafreemanassociates.com for more information.
1: I split my time between basketball, softball, and swimming. Actually, oh my lot. gosh! Like up until yeah, up until I was probably going into my freshman year. And then I had to drop swimming because it was the same season as basketball. And I really wanted to play basketball. Obviously I love basketball so much. And, um, I had to stop playing travel basketball, pretty much if I wanted to do the real softball travel. So that's what I did. I played super competitive in high school. Like I made the most out of it. And I got told on multiple occasions, like, oh, this coach was looking at you for basketball. I got sent like letters and stuff, but I just didn't put enough time in to make that one happen as I did for
0: softball. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about the recruiting process and what that was like for you and how you manage that? There's a lot of kids that wanna play the college level and I think that's a whole industry in and of itself. And so how did you manage it and what were some of the things that you considered and how many different offers did you have? and how much of it was was you driving your own interest or people, I think given what you've described so far, I'm sure it was people approaching you. But I'm curious, just, you know, now that you have some distance from it too, what what could you say about that process? What What did you learn from it? Or maybe what advice would you give people?
1: Well, the recruiting process is a business. That is what it is. It's not about anybody's feelings or, Things like that. It's really a business. I had my first visit at University of Arkansas when I was finishing my sophomore year of high school, and then I let me see. I saw I had a visit at uh, UConn, Purdue, BC, uh, and Michigan. Yeah, those are all my visits. Like got to see all that the campus and you know meet the coaches, meet the players, do the whole thing and. It was awesome to get to go see all the different schools and see all the different ways of college on all the different campuses. But then at the end of the day, it is a business and your view doesn't match with their view on value of wanting to go to their school and them wanting you to go to their school. That's that I would tell kids to relax a little bit more than not relax, but like the recruiting process can get really stressful and emotional. And sometimes like I just like felt freaked out. So at the end of the day, you're going to end up somewhere. Just try and try your best to make sure it's somewhere that you're gonna be really happy, obviously, but it's a tough process. It's not fun. Yeah, It's really not. But if you do, if you put in the work, you'll, you'll end up on top, I think, you know?
0: Yeah. It's one of, it seems like one of those things where being in the journey, part of it is hard. And then now that you're where you are, at bc and and you've been playing and you're playing well and and you're you know reaping the the benefit so to speak of all of that work then and and having to go through that does it feel like it's worth it
1: yeah it's worth it it's definitely worth it i think it's i think all that stress and like putting in the time is only not worth it if you don't make anything out of it once you get to where you are
0: people talk about my husband played college uh, no he didn't he played (laughs) um, high school sports and then you know watching sports we always talk about people going from even college sports to professional sports and how that is like it's so much faster in, in professional sports than even college sports so going from high school to college what what would you say about the level of play and how much how how different that is or feeling prepared or ill prepared for that just based on, like, the talent, right, that you're you're facing?
1: Yeah, it's non-comparable. It's a completely different game. Really? Uh, it, completely. Like, I'd say high school does not prepare you. I guess it depends on what Or high even club,
0: does. I would say, right? I'm talking about uh, club. Yeah,
1: so club, like, either one, whatever. It can give you a glimpse, because you'll see a couple other players that, you know, have the potential to go be big in college. But in college, like, here, everybody here is, really really talented really good players doesn't really matter what school they're at um if you're in like a d1 school especially within the power five like there's so much talent and it's it's really hard for sure
0: what do you love the most about it What do, what do you enjoy the most about your current sort of where you are right now
1: um well i love season like i love playing in the spring and i love traveling like I love home games, don't get me wrong. Like, they're they're great. We have a awesome facility here. Um, but it is so fun to go play every weekend somewhere else. Like, I think that is so fun. Yeah. I think because, like, I grew up doing that. So I really like it. Like, you get a roommate in your hotel. and get to go out to dinner. I don't know. It's yeah. so fun. That's, but, awesome.
0: That's awesome. Now, tell me, we talked a little bit as I was, like, teeing up the interview. Tell me about mentors or people in your life that have helped you to be successful, uh, particularly, you know, well, really within anything, whether it's within the sport or just preparing you for kind of the academic side of things. We haven't really talked too much about that. Like how you, you know, BC is not an easy school. So, um, <laughs> you know, tell me just about maybe that first, just mentors or people that have helped you. And then maybe talk to me a bit about how you're, you're managing all that.
1: Yeah, so to start, I'd just say like my mom and dad were definitely a really big part of my success. Like definitely made a lot, as many sacrifices as I made, they made like two times more just to help me accomplish the goals that I wanted to accomplish. And uh, my dad has coached me since like baseball, double A, ball, whatever you want to call it, all that stuff. And my mom put in a lot of effort into... Um, making me into the pitcher I am because she would take me to countless lessons she'd catch me every day like she makes a ton of sacrifices and they're big mentors to me otherwise I had I had some coaches in high school ball that really really inspired me I had a all-around coach his name was uh, Luke Sable and his I played with his uh, daughter and he like would help me with hitting and all this being a better all-around player and I have pitching coach coach Randy who they all went to school with at Mount Vernon with uh, my dad and all that so they're part of like the family you know and he really helped me try to keep make me less of a basket case out there
0: um did your then, you have a you you have a brother right or the just one brother Yeah, I have an older brother
1: and a little sister
0: and did your older brother play sports too
1: yeah, he played football at University of Rhode Island and my sister's going to play softball there next year.
0: So definitely a big yeah. sport family, right? And your dad did your dad play?
1: Yeah, my dad played at Tennessee Tech. He played football there and my mom played volleyball there.
0: Oh my gosh, such great genes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're all really tall, I know. How tall are you? I'm like six one.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So then tell me a bit about, I guess, really quick on that, just in terms, you talked a bit about your parents too, and and your coach that helped you kind of maintain your sanity. Is there anything that you got from them that you feel really helped you? You know, that's the other thing I think when we think about people maybe listening to this, if you're a coach, right, or you're somebody that's leading kids, like what, just since you're on the other side of it, it would be great to hear what what really helped you?
1: Well, I think... Some things that really helped me was learning how to manage what was in my control. Like I get so fed up with umpires because I had played in a higher level than these umpires had ever umpired in. So the game was moving too fast for them. And I, I would always just get so annoyed because I, I knew like I was right or I knew like they were just not doing an awesome job sometimes. And learning that that is nowhere in my control and that I have nothing to do with them. They have nothing to do with me really helped me because at the same time like you can translate that into like if uh if your outfielder drops a pop fly like well like you know you move on you get the next kid out doesn't matter because that's not in my I can't make that play not my control I just they kind of help teach me that the best I can be for my team is to be like my personal best Mm -hmm. not be worrying about their personal best because they're doing that already on their own right you know
0: that's I think that's great counsel to just it, it's a little bit of relief, right? If you're kind of worried about everybody else and trying to take that on, then that's even more pressure I would think.
1: Right. That's where you lose yourself in the game.
0: Yeah. You're just out there. Tell me a bit about the academic side of this, both, you know, maybe in high school and, and now in college and how are you someone who was a good student naturally? Did it come easy to you? Is it something you've had to work at? Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: I'm not the best um, example of being an academic weapon here in college. (laughs) Um, I love academic weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I do my best. I definitely prioritize softball um, over my schoolwork here, which is not great, but I do get everything done. Like I say, I'm very. average student in the classroom because here at bc i've never gotten an a but i've also never gotten a d there. So i've been bc student um which is well with a okay full-time with job
0: <laughs> i mean you essentially have a full-time job right so you're doing yeah. that in the context of this whole other thing right so i think that's really commendable and not easy to probably pull off
1: yeah it, it's not easy but i also probably could put in some more um and effort towards it but i don't want to sacrifice anything else that's my problem
0: yeah yeah but what what do you think about for for your future like what when you think about kind of you have another year right and then what happens next for you
1: yeah so i have another year like my senior year next year and then i was granted a fifth year because of the because covid shut down my sophomore year essentially Mm -hmm. but I work at the Washington Nationals Youth Baseball Academy over the summers, and I really like working with those kids, and I would love to do something with that. And I also really want to be a college coach too. Ah. Yeah, so something within that.
0: What's the – and I again, this is my naivete. Like what is the – what's the landscape to play professional softball? Is, is that an option? Is that something you think about? Is there a Um,
1: pro softball is, it's like a, definitely like on a smaller scale, um, than some other, uh, women's pro sports. Like it's not like WNBA level of, um, teams and competition and all that. But, uh, not that I wouldn't want to play, but I just, I don't see myself benefiting as much from playing pro and like seeing myself have as much happiness and success as I would like coaching other kids and like creating like new atmospheres for other people and like helping them with the best four years of your life, they call college. Right. 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 So for when you're like in a pandemic or whatever. <laughs>
0: um, no, I think that's awesome. I mean, that whole idea of paying it forward and giving back when there's something that's brought you, it seems like a lot of joy and, and you've worked so hard at it, like to be able to, I think, provide that gift to other people and to be able to help develop that and see it in others is pretty, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I think it's really neat that, that you want to, to do that. If you'd like to advertise with Relatable, please email us at info at Tell me just a little bit about what do you feel like I, I I was talking to someone recently who's actually just about to start his college career and um, we were talking a bit about the life skills or the lessons that you learn in sport that apply to your life and part of my platform and an interest in this question is around I have a real passion around soft skills and I talk a lot about soft skills development which is like your ability to communicate and your ability to to collaborate effectively and to present so you have a presentation coming up like you're you know some of the like a lot of people spend time working on their technical expertise whether it's through academics or in your case sport right or music or whatever that thing is where you spend so much time but I feel like this other side of life, these soft skills that they don't get as much of attention. And so I was talking to this young gentleman and we were just talking about, he was saying there's so many lessons that you learn in sport, challenges, defeat, right? Some some really like hard lessons that you then can apply to your life and it, and it translates. So I'm curious from your perspective, if there's an experience or challenge that you've had or something where maybe the sports helped you to to deal with it or maybe it happened in sport or it happened in life. But I'm just curious for you, if you have an experience you can share that you think relates and how you were able to kind of work through that.
1: So many things that like you learn um, in just playing a simple game uh, applied to your everyday life and like especially like your future. Like, I think that learning how to simply work with other people And strategize with other people and find a common goal is so important because you do that with so many things like with a group project it could be something so simple but i think learning to work with others it's so beneficial too because you find out so much more about yourself like you see like what type of leader you are or maybe what type of follower you are all different things um i think that i've always been kind of like an outspoken individual and not been afraid to speak up in any team setting and that's like led me to being like a pitcher i'm in the middle of a diamond like i'm in the middle every nothing happens until i throw the ball you know and it it's um it's interesting how much sports like just can bring out the actual like your actual like inner self Mm -hmm. It's, it's freaky yeah.
0: And uh, that leads, it, you just made me think of this thing around confidence and to your point around maybe being outspoken or, or kind of being strong. Has that, is that, would you say that's inherent or is that something that developed over time? And, and where do you find that confidence?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think somewhat inherited and also seeing myself succeed. Like I practice, 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 like I wasn't just like a good pitcher just because I was born tall and lanky and whatever, strong. Um, I practice a lot and then I produce and I see that and I get more confident and I practice a lot more and I go out there and I produce again. So I can see myself developing right in front of myself, like right in front of my own eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of where my confidence came from is just seeing myself succeed.
0: I just thought of this too. It seems like a real random question, but I figure when I when it like, comes to my head, I just feel like I should ask it. <laughs> missy i'll fix that in editing so it won't sound so random but um but i i have a question about nutrition i know it seems super random but it just in terms of like performance and peak performance and how has that changed for you over the years right i mean and my son is a junior and and he plays a lot of sports and he's now all he's now just getting into like weightlifting and gains and he's just it's all about that now you know um yeah there's like and it's like i don't have enough food here and i don't have enough of the right food and the clean food and you know but i am curious i think it's a huge component to to performance right so so what are some of the things that you found that have really helped you be a better performer with with that in mind
1: yeah so i find that basically it's as simple as like you know what you put in your body is what you're going to get out of your body Mm. so i try my best to like drink as much water as possible. I, especially like in season, we do like order forms when we're on the road. They bring us our food because of like COVID right now, we can't go sit down in restaurants like as a team. So you have to pre-order all this stuff. I'm like big on like a lot of vegetables and a lot of chicken. Or I get salmon here at school all the time, but lean proteins and as many fruits and veggies as I want pretty much. Mm -hmm. I drink like a lot of coffee, which isn't ideal I know, but I'm a big caffeine person. So keeps you that's yeah. kind of my your vice. My um, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So
0: one of the things that we like to talk about here um is just as you kind of think about your experience to date in terms of your progression to where you are now. And you, I think you alluded to this a little bit before um, where you were saying through the recruiting process, maybe just relax a little bit. But now that you're where you are and you're successful where you are, what what is some advice that you would give your younger self, right? Something that you would tell yourself that would help young Suze to be, to make, have it a little bit of an easier path?
1: I think I fought myself a little bit growing up, like in the high school era Mm -hmm. of seeing all these other people like hanging out going to the mall and uh, they went bowling or whatever like went to a party and I was just like oh like I'm not doing any of that but like in reality like I didn't want to do any of that I just saw them and was jealous when I was actually just accomplishing what I was set like what my actual goals were and if I like could give myself advice it would just be I wish I didn't pay attention to the things other people were doing when they had no common goals of what I wanted to do like I I definitely saw like oh like I missed a dance I missed a prom my sophomore no my junior year, I missed my junior prom when in reality like I went my freshman year I went my sophomore year I went my senior year like I got to go a bunch like who cares if I missed my junior prom like I'm working. I was like at a tournament, like I'm sure getting recruited or whatever. So I just wish like I didn't look at other people and try to compare when in reality, like there is nothing to compare. It was not my dream. It wasn't my, my lifestyle.
0: That's such great advice. I think that the thing about high school, it's, it's a moment in time. And when you're in it, you feel like, Everything is so important, right? Everything in that time period seems so important, and it is. It's not to say that that experience isn't true. It's just there's so much more to come, and when you're in that bubble and you see and you see that, right? And you feel like I'm missing out. And you know, I think a lot of people that talk about socially having you know challenges in high school or or whatever the challenges are, or to your point around having to miss out. Like the further you get from it, and you start to have these other successes, and you start to create this life for yourself. You can see you have that perspective that's like it just it's not as important as you think it is at that time. Right. And it can become so important that it it's overvalued and then it can skew that experience, I think, in a way that's maybe not totally rational. For sure.
1: Yeah,
0: totally. Uh, so and one other thought, one other question someone uh, suggested I ask you, I don't know. And in, in the athlete space, like, do you have any. Are there any people you would love to meet or are there people that you have met, any athletes that you have met that have made an impact or, you know, professional or otherwise that you kind of, you know, are fan of or that you had a moment where you got to to meet someone that or a coach or, you know, so anything in that space?
1: I met Craig Biggio, who is an N L B Hall of Famer and played for the Astros. I played with his daughter, Quinn. Um, we played travel ball together. She plays at Notre Dame. Now we're really good friends. Um, and he's really cool and really nice, and I, I don't know, I love him. I think he's the coolest. Um, and he paid for my meal one time, like he was sitting at a different table, and he like paid for me at the table, and I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh. this is so cool, whatever. But I've gotten to meet some of the nats, um, yeah, because of my job, which is also really sick. Uh, I've met, a, so I talked about Luke Sable. He was a, a minor. He played in the minors, and he's an awesome athlete that I've that's impacted me a lot. And also one of my travel ball, my favorite travel ball coach, uh, Joe Breeden. He was in the minors, in the MLB, and he was a super cool athlete. He he developed me a lot. He turned me into like a pitcher, For yeah. real. So I definitely met a lot of the baseball men in my life are awesome guys.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. All right, one last thing, just because I thought of it, and then I'll let you go because I know you have things to prepare for (laughs) that are more real life than this. But um, uh, I'm just thinking of a good friend of ours that has a daughter that's in softball and she's, I think she's done really well and she probably has aspirations to play um, in college. So just, you know, any counselor advice you have in terms of the the softball part of it, like in terms of the work that you put in or how you can become more attractive maybe as a as a candidate or recruit or anything that you did like habits or rituals that you think could really help set you apart or help differentiate you
1: yeah so I think I think it's really important to show how hard you work like if you want colleges don't want kids that are just riding on their talent like I feel like coaches really value hard work and um, show your growth. Like I, I watched Scarlett just go through the recruiting process. She just committed to Rhode Island. And, from mm-hmm. when they started recruiting her to when they offered to her to when she like accepted, she had grown so much as a player, like i gotten so much better. And I think that they saw that and they value that. So just, just show how much, how, show how hard you're working, work really hard and then show how far you've come. I think it, it makes a big difference when they see improvement.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been amazing, and I feel like you're so sweet to do this and give us this time when you have a game today, and you also have
1: <laughs> this presentation to work through. <laughs> um, it's okay. I thought the presentation was due Friday. I thought it was due Friday up until last night. So, <laughs> what is That's it on? Is it at like a? Nice.
0: Is it stand up in front of the room, or I guess you're not in the? It's, I guess
1: it's stand up. It's the Zoom. It's a Zoom presentation, but. I just have
0: to, I made a PowerPoint. It's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm ready. (laughs) You're ready. Well, I wish you the like best, most success ever. And really thank you for your time. You're exactly um, what's great for our podcast in terms of trying to, you know, just connect people to, to people like you that are your age and kind of going through this stuff. So we really, really appreciate it. Totally.
1: Thanks so much for having me too. Yeah. It's fun, right?
0: Thank you, Susanna, for taking the time to talk with me on Relatable. I really enjoyed your stories about how you've matured over time and learned how to use your adrenaline and competitive nature to your advantage. Loved your advice about not worrying so much about what other people think. I wish you and the team great success, and I can't wait to hear more about how you pay it forward in your life after school. Thank you, Missy, for producing this episode, and thank you to our Relatable community and listeners. We are so thankful for your support and listenership. If you get a moment, please subscribe to the Relatable podcast, rate us, and leave comments. We can be found on your favorite listening platform. Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates. You can follow us on Twitter and the TFA Facebook page. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable. Stay connected.